NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? It's NBA Australia, it's what, Tuesday, June 28? All day? <laughs> sure. It's going to be May. Uh, right, it's the off-season, officially. Hardcore. The draft's done, the season's done, the final's done. All we've got left is a bit of free agency chaos. And then your mate Jimmy's going to go on holidays. <laughs> That's right, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in a freezing cold Larry Armour Studios. Forgot to turn on the heater. God damn it. It's all right. It's going to get hot in here soon. Uh, here repping Australia a bit. That's all we do. Enjoying the simple idea that we could get a couple of extra Aussies in the uh, NBA next season. Anyway, uh, today's show, very quick one for you. Kyrie Chaos. If you listen to the old NBA Australia before, you know I've got some thoughts. Kyrie. <laughs> what a tool bag. Uh, John Wall, hashtag free John Wall. He is free. And uh, what we're going to do, do today, I promised this on Friday's show, I just wanted to go back through the draft and wrap it all up very quickly for every team as well. So we're going to do that and do some yenars, and that'll be it for today. Uh, just sort of like a nice little, uh, oh, and free agency preview. <laughs> it seems like a big thing. <laughs> uh, we'll go through and look at sort of the, my top, uh, what is it, six free agents and sort of have a look at the other dudes floating around before uh, all the free agency chaos at the end of this week. So let's go get into this. That'll be it for today. Just a quick one. Pop in, pop out. Sort of set the scene for the rest of the week. So let's go get stuck in, shall we? Episode 840 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, you better. Especially with all the Orlando magic, right? The uh, DeVos family. Shaq out there calling them out going, hey, you're going to sell the team, DeVos family? Sell to me in 3D, didn't score. So, all right, Shaq, cool. I do love that Shaq is now very clearly like angling to be the first, uh, you know, player to bot, well, you know, post-MJ, uh, to basically be like the next guy before LeBron does. <laughs> That's what it feels right, right? Like LeBron's like, I'm going to buy Vegas. And you're like, all right, cool. And Shaq's like, oh, I'm going to buy Orlando. Yeah, good job. Right, let's get stuck, stuck in today. We've got so much stuff to get through. It's ridiculous. Uh, we'll start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. Oh. Tell you what, it's taken me a couple of days to get over the weekend as well. Jesus. I mean, you get to my age, you do two things in one weekend. You're just like, nah, pack her up, boys. I'm done. God damn it. Ah, party time on Friday. And then Saturday. Had a seven-year-old's birthday we had to get to. And then we had a four well, I had a 40th that I get to. You know, old mate being as pregnant as she is, she's like, I'll stay home. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably for the best. Can I get a lift? <laughs> anyway, hang out, smash some tins, and then end up at Area 7 at the corner with my uh my homies from the Ramshackle Army. That was a great Great night. A lot of old people in that crowd. <laughs> Jesus. It was an awesome night. I just got ended up getting shit-faced and, you know, out till 3 a.m. I can't do that anymore. I'm too old. Uh, but talk about washed. Jesus Christ, man. What happens? 
just gets all uh, catches up with you very quickly. It's like seriously, like two days to sort of get back to feeling normal. Anyway, feeling good. Let's get into it. Uh, what did you wake up to today? Because if you're like me, your phone was going absolutely fucking bonkers, and you can look at it like a timeline. Of just how fucking insane Kyrie Irving is. <laughs> Seriously. This was incredible. I absolutely loved like this simple aspect of like grabbing my phone. Like the squid's woken up. I'm like fucking just stay in bed a little bit longer, would you Jesus? Um But I grabbed the uh grab the uh grab the phone, have a look at it, and I'm just like, oh shit. Boom. Kyrie Irving. Looks like he's going to the Lakers at this point. And then we get the uh, we get the Shams bomb completely out of left field that he's opting in. So let's have a look at this. Like seriously, it looked like it was getting, he was angling to join the Lakers essentially, and it felt like almost fate accompli. And obviously, that's the first domino to go in just the absolute Brooklyn Nets teardown, right? Which, ironically, I think the su- most surprising thing out of all of this, like the most surprising aspect, is like. Ben Simmons being the most solid dude <laughs> left on the nets is the biggest fucking surprise, right? But either way, uh, let's look at this as a bit of a timeline. So it seriously, eventually felt, it's initially felt like uh, between Woj, Mark Stein, all the other reporting, the Bleacher Report stuff that's just floating out there, we literally have the simple idea of the Lakers, uh, the only team out there trying to get a sign-and-trade deal done for Kyrie. Uh, and then, obviously... The uh, side aspect of that of being KD's future then with the uh, with the Nets, but this was literally it. It was there are no other teams trying to sign Kyrie. It's basically that's it. Nothing can actually be formally announced until like you know Friday morning our time. Brooklyn are like, nah, we don't want any bar of this fucking Lakers bullshit. And uh, Kyrie's looks like, all right, cool. So. The, fa- the part is, it sort of sets up, that's just the f- sort of first run of tweets, right? You just go, cool. The Lakers are like the only ones who really want to jump in on this because they're uh, basically sort of sold on Kyrie. Because it seems like he's spoken uh, to LeBron. They can work through it. <laughs> You're like, all right, cool. Meanwhile, Photoshoppers are having a field day. Then we get a Kyrie Irving has requested and received permission from the Nets to find sign and train offers from other teams. Kevin Durant still hasn't spoken to the Nets front office. Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn remains unlikely. I love that one. I love it. Basically, don't get your hopes up, Lakers fans. You're not going to get rid of Rusty and get Kyrie in return. <laughs> what a world. I love that. And then we sort of hit the... Uh, there's increasing credence being applied to the idea that Irving is legitimately prepared to accept a $30 million pay cut next season to reunite with LeBron... And join the Lakers. Smash cut to every Lakers fan just frantically beating off. Just go, yes, we've got him. We've got him. Just the sound of slapping meat just echoing around California and around the USA. Gross. But every Lakers fan is already doing their victory lap at this point. Which, look, it's not like the uh, Lakers, you know, the Lakers is a downtrodden franchise, a uh, franchise that never seems to get free agents. I mean, we should cut them a bit of a bit of slack here. They should be... No, fuck off. Come on, seriously. But then, this is coming over the top. Woj, so Irving has great interest in joining the Lakers. 
which he could do by declining his $36.5 million option and signing with LA for the $6 million taxpayer mid-level exception. Woj has said he's going to get the $30 million pay cut. He's done. Everyone's losing their mind. And it's narrowed the field. That's when we get the outside of the Lakers. There's no other known teams planning to pursue a sign and trade for uh, Kyrie. Unreal. Then Brian Windhorst. Basically, what would happen if a sack of potatoes came to life? The Nets are putting it out there right now that they are prepared to lose both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Oh, it's happening! It's happening! <laughs> what is, it's the office, right? It's all ha- It's happening, it's happening! Quick. Um, I love the other part of the Windhorst quote is that they would rather lose both <laughs> than go through what they went through last season. At that point, I'm just sitting there going, just, could you imagine poor fucking Patty Mills on that Brooklyn Nets team last year as like seemingly the only fucking adult in the room? Just sitting there going, I left the fucking Spurs, man, and I come here, and you're all fucking idiots. What, are you, what is going on? And then Simo gets traded for him. Patty's like, all right, sick. Another Aussie, my mate Simo. Simo rolls in and goes, oh, my back's a bit sore. <laughs> Patty's like, fucking hell. Should have stayed in San Antonio. But then, of course, Shams. This is why you lay breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, Jesus. Breadcrumbs. And this is why you carry water for someone like Kyrie Irving throughout all your reporting, like Shams has done from the very outset of uh, all this Brooklyn versus Kyrie vaccination stuff. Uh, Kyrie versus his teammates, obviously, with the vaccination stuff. Don't ever let that be uh, sort of buried. This was Kyrie submarining his entire team all last season. Shams carries water for Kyrie. So Shams gets the scoop. Kaboom! Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is opting into his $37 million player option for the 2023 season. The Athletic and Stadium have learned Irving is bypassing a multiple opt-in and trade scenarios. Oh, is he? Interesting. To fulfill his four-year commitment to the Nets and Kevin Durant. So that initial four-year <laughs> contract he signed. Yes, I shall fulfill my fourth year of this contract. And then comes the fucking... If that's the, uh, <laughs> if that's the shot, this is the chaser. And what a chaser. Kyrie Irving quoted... By Shams, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. (laughs) I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. A11 even. (laughs) Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I dare to be different by getting paid $37 million that is in my contract. Folks, I'm daring to be different. No, you're just a cockhead, aren't you? Unbelievable. Then Woj is like, oh, yeah, he got me. But, yeah, also, just a heads up, Irving is until Wednesday at 5 p.m. to file the paperwork on his opt-in, bro. The Nets can uh, still move Irving as an expiring contract, but the opt-in means he's no longer eligible to get the immediate long-term deal he wanted as part of a signing trade. It's a pretty interesting aspect of it. Uh, so now, really, there's no way for him to get to the Lakers uh, because of the hard cap rules, unless they're shedding a shit ton of salary to uh, and like 
you know, as being a part of a trade, but it all just gets so fucking difficult with the opt-in now. Um, I just love the idea of the four-year commitment to Nets and KD, though. Like, to just go, I signed a four-year contract and I'm living up to the terms of that. Well, what the fuck happened to last year, you fuckwit? <laughs> Unbelievable. The sheer gall to act like you're a fucking hero of the downtrodden by deciding to get paid $37 million. Oh, well, I could have taken a $30 million pay cut. <laughs> but I decided to reaffirm my commitment to Kevin Durant. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, so it feels like this drama's just postponed, doesn't it, until next year? Um, I love it. I abso- I love it, and I hate it. There was such a sense of relief when Shams tweeted out that, yeah, Kyrie's opted in. That's great. And I'm like, cool. Thank fuck this is over. Because, Jesus, <laughs> this is just hurting my brain. So with the opt-in, though, it does actually mean that Kyrie is eligible for a four-year, $196 million extension from the Nets, which we know, we know the Nets are unlikely to offer because Josiah and Sean Marks are just like, this, this fucking prick, I hate him so much. <laughs> and, I mean, the most likely scenario here is Nets roll back for one more year, Kyrie, KD, they play out the season, Kyrie becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So, A, this totally fucking ruined my top five Kyrie destinations both solely on his ability to buy sage brushes to burn. That was my list for today's show. <laughs> Phoenix, uh, <laughs> you're in the southwest. I love it. San Antonio, great sage. Maybe Dallas. Uh, and obviously up in the further up even, even in the northeast. Away you go. You would have been laughing. Um, but I think my favorite aspect of how this has been framed today is I'm reaffirming my four-year commitment. What the fuck were you doing last season, you fuckwit? (laughs) Seriously. I made a four-year commitment to play for the Brooklyn... Oh, wait, I've got to get a vaccine to play and, like, support my... Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Where's your commitment there, dipshit? Um, But my favourite aspect of this uh, is how in the initial Shams tweet, Irving is bypassing a multiple opt-in and trade scenarios. <laughs> I mean, I understand that Kyrie believes that he is the co-GM, the co-owner, and the star of the Brooklyn Nets. But at the same time, like, I get that he was like going out there and going, "Hey, does anyone want to sign a trade for me?" And the rest of the NBA are like, "Nah, we're good." And the Lakers are like, "Hello." But wow, I love that. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I was, uh, I was. Uh, I'm stepping away from trade scenarios. Like, Kyrie, you don't run the team. You can still get traded. And uh, if I'm the Nets, should we save this for Outback Takeouts or do we do it now? Let's fucking do it now. Let's go. It's Tuesday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, time for the Kyrie Irving special. That's right. It's shit on a stick. That's right, you think you're getting something nice and tasty. Looks like some sort of kind of cool souvlaki. Who knows what's going on? But it's actually a turd on a stick. Kokolash, only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is, fuck it, I'm trading them both. That's right, KD and Kyrie, they're both gone. I don't give a fuck. 
See yous. Uh, with that in mind, so let's get back to the actual bits here. I'm trading KD and Kyrie right now. Right? Sorry. Oh, geez, but Jimmy, you can't trade Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players in the NBA. You mean the bloke who just got swept by the Brooklyn, <laughs> by the Boston Celtics? Was completely, completely stymied. A bloke who's played, what, 15? This is this will be his 16th season in the NBA. He's going to turn 34. Like, I'm just saying. He's going to turn 34 before this season starts. Okay, cool. I love KD. Always have. I literally have multiple KD Sonics jerseys. I've always loved watching him. But he will be a 16-year vet who's coming off Achilles... Injuries, who can't get you past Boston, and a part-time point guard who can't guard anyone and runs out of gas every time he has to play more than an NBL schedule in Kyrie. So, fucking pack her up, boys. I'm resetting. And some of these trade packages look fucking mighty tasty to me, right? Like, everybody's just, like, losing their minds, trading KD as soon as they hear the Kyrie news. And there was just that simple one that I looked at and went, oh, yeah, Michael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. I can call it in right now. Let's go. Seriously, Michael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. The Suns don't want to deal with DeAndre Ayton anyway. Michael Bridges is one of the preeminent sort of 3 and D wings you can get right now. Kevin Durant then teams up with Devin Booker, one of his little buddies, and CP3, one of his old-time muckers, out there in the desert, hanging out in the valley. And for the Nets, you're kind of like, all right, well, we got Michael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. Maybe you get a first. It's Kevin Durant. You know you're going to get a King's Ransom for it. What are you going to do with Kyrie then? Oh, geez, we better put in a phone call to Chicago. Chicago, hello? Yeah, there's Chicago. Yeah, uh, look, it's Sean. Mar- oh, oh, bro, it's Sean Marks, eh? Uh, could I please have Lonzo Ball and Pitch Williams, eh? Uh, for Kyrie, and we'll just call that in right now, eh, bro? How's that sound, Chicago? And they're like, hmm. Fuck, that's not too bad, actually. We'd get Kyrie for only Lonzo and Patch Williams. Huh. Maybe we should. Or maybe Sean Marks jumps on the old dog and bone to Cleveland. Oh, bro, is this Cleveland, D? Oh, yeah. How can we uh, talk, talk about, like, Colin Sexton, bro? Or maybe my, and my sweet baby, Kyrus LeVert, bro? And uh, who's that fellow that you just, uh, you drafted, bro? You drafted a bloke this, uh, this year, eh? Like Budgie, bro? Yeah, can I have him as well, Brew? And that's it. You can have Kyrie. I'm sending him home, Brew. Bang. Back to Cleveland. Cleveland? Uh, or how about Miami? Sure, Marks is like jumping there going, Oh, Pitt, really, Brew? Uh, is that, can I have got that Tyler Hero, Brew? Uh, maybe Kyle Lowry? And uh, what about that Duncan Robinson? Eh? He's on a pretty big contract, eh? So I think that balances it out. So uh, how about Hero, Lowry, and Duncan? Eh? Pat Riley's like, Fuck, that's not so bad, man. I get Kyrie. I got Jimmy Butler to keep him in fucking line. I get to keep Butler and Bam? Fuck yes. I turn Tyler Hero, a bloke who plays zero defense, into another bloke who plays zero defense, but might be better on offense. How about the Orlando Magic? Oh, is this the Orlando Magic, bro? Can I have Cole Anthony, Wendell, Kendall Jr., bro? That's it. Oh, that's all I need, bro. Seriously, maybe RJ Hampton E. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> he spent some time there. He's like a hobbit to me, bro. Bang, done. Pack it up. Or Dallas, that's your uh, your long shot, isn't it? Jalen Brunson sign and trade. You bring home Spencer Dinwiddie, bro. Have a Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock, one of those two fellas. Boom, lock on in, Eddie. Let's go. Seriously, I've come out of this entire thing 
As a long-time Brooklyn Nets observer, Jimmy, did you have new season tickets to the Nets? You barely ever bring it up. Shut up. <laughs> but I have watched a lot of iterations of this Nets team. Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball, Michael Bridges, Patch Williams, and DeAndre Ayton with Joey Harris, Patty Mills. I fucking love that team. Ben Simmons, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench, Fenny Smith, Michael Bridges, Ayton. I fucking love it. Any combination of those trades that I said for Kyrie, let's go. I'm out. I mean, fucking hell. What a world. Essentially, as we sort of talked about, uh, you might remember last week's show with Lakers fan Tim. We're kind of batting around this idea of Kyrie, uh, you know, opting out, going elsewhere. And it's like, nah, probably not. I'm going to talk about this again in year nails, but I'm just saying, just fucking trade him now. It might be the better option. Who knows? There you go. That's a bit of outback takers as well. Uh, on top of that, let's just lump on a bit of Dick of the Week. Oh, shit, what's happened? I think we've broken it. Dick of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Well, I mean, it's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Seriously, oh, I don't want to play off LeBron. I'm going to take a trade. Lands in Boston, a place with very clearly like a championship level core, considering that they went to a bunch of Eastern Conference finals and then made the finals this year and destroyed his uh, reputation and everything around the league in a couple of years in Boston to the point where they're just like, actually, fuck this guy, get out of here. He's like, I need to go home. I want to go to New Jersey. It's where I grew up. I've always loved the Nets and I want to play with my best friend, Kevin. And boom, he somehow managed to destroy this in three years. What a giant fuckwit. And to leave everybody just hanging. Like, what a cockwomble of just the highest order, right? Like, the vibe of Kyrie just going, hey, fuck it, I'll take a $30 million pay cut. What do you think about that, that the Nets? And the Nets are like, all right, we're fucking sick of your shit anyway, bro. Like, just... <laughs> Wait, you can tell... You're telling us that we don't have to pay you $37 million to be a fucking pain in our ass next year? Sweet. See ya. <laughs> 100% that went through Sean Marks' head. I love it. All right. We're going to do some more of that in Yanaz. And Jesus Christ. Oh, Jimmy, I thought it was going to be a short show. You just spent 20 minutes talking about Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, the other news. John Wall is getting a buyout with the Houston Rockets, becoming an unrestricted free agent very clearly already. Angling to sign with the LA Clippers. Now, it looks like he gave back about 6.5 mil of that 47.5 mil contract that he was owed. Um... Which means it's one of those weird ones where he's going to go into waivers because that looks like he's already in agreement with the Clippers. Uh, the dollar figure with which he signs with the Clippers is going to be interesting, right? Because uh, the way that the rest of the Clippers roster then gets filled out will be fascinating because Isaiah Hartenstein, hello, uh, is an unrestricted free agent. They can bring him back, but only in a specific dollar amount. I think they've got the tax pay mid-level and that's it. Uh, so it's a bit tricky there for John Wall. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I find the John Wall thing fascinating. Like, the dude doesn't play basketball in a year and a half, but that's not because he's been injured this time. Like, he came back from injury, wasn't too bad, and then Houston went, right, we're tanking. Sit your ass down, John Wall, and don't play for us for ages. And he's like, oh, man, but I can. And they're like, nah, we're good. And he's like, no, 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 but I can. And they're like, nah, but we are good. 
And so poor John Wall has sort of just sat there hanging out, probably uh, enjoying the finest uh, rip clubs that Houston has to offer. <laughs> and seriously, just was sat the entire second half of uh, last season, the entirety of last season, and boom. Oh, the season prior and then the last season, obviously. So pretty weird one. Um, you do wonder, I mean, you feel like he's got a fair amount left in the tank. The dude is like 30, 31, he'll be 32 before the start of next season. Pair him with Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> and you've got a suddenly pretty interesting and dangerous kind of core. I'm not going to call it a big three because we don't know what John Wall can do, especially defensively. But when you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out there on the perimeter, it might not matter. What's going to be fascinating is the amount of players that Clippers roster have, sorry, has, uh, where you've got Norm Powell, you've got Lord Bobby Covington, you've got Zoobs, you've got a, you've got a Morai, <laughs> you've got the Duckman, Luke Kennard. They've got a lot of options, and Tyler's going to have to juggle all that. Reggie Jackson, etc. So John Wall is obviously a good basketball player. So adding him to your team is good. But there's just so many question marks about what he's got left, what he can do. But alongside Kawhi and Paul George, you kind of fucking love it, don't you? Just saying. Right, other news. Miles Bridges apparently not being offered a max contract by the Charlotte Hornets just yet. Who would have thought that the Charlotte Hornets and MJ would have nickel and dime their way out of being an interesting and fun team? Uh, we'll see where that lands because obviously Miles Bridges... Uh, will be sort of in that bizarre sort of spot where if he gets offered a uh, offered a contract, like the Hornets are going to be sitting there going, oh, what do we do, bro? What do we do, man? What do we do? So, I mean, he got offered, what, four years, 60 million, and then they uh, fucked that. So starting salary, 30 million odd. He's 23. Be fascinating. Good fit on the Pistons, I'm just saying. Uh, Draymond... Um, there's been a lot of back and forth with him and Perk, including using some racist, racist slurs. Perk shot back. It got pretty crazy. I kind of side with Perk here going, Draymond, you just won your fourth ring. Why the fuck do you give a shit about what I'm doing, you lunatic? Uh, <laughs> Draymond also was asked if uh, what happens if LeBron and Kyrie uh, team up on the Lakers. Uh, Draymond replied, they won't beat us. He's like, All right, cool. Um and the other sort of news out there trade-wise is uh, obviously the DeJunte Murray and John Collins at a Tyler Cocktail, uh, you know, talk that we uh, mentioned last week. They still, Atlanta are leaking like a fucking ship that's hit an iceberg. You know? What was that one called? <laughs> Jack and Rose's Final Voyage. <laughs> the ship that wouldn't go down. Um... <laughs> Atlanta are just like, no, no, we're still talking. It's like, all right, Jesus. Um, so folks reckon that they're now going to trade for DeJunte, but they don't know if they're going to give up John Collins in it. So uh, I don't think San Antonio are going to be saying, cool, we've got a couple of your Atlanta first-round picks and Danilo Gallinari or something. Jesus Christ. I'd rather just go get DeAndre Ayton and pair him with DeJunte Murray, but that's just me. Um, another couple of little bits of news. Uh, the two-way contracts are going to remain for next year. Uh, because that's like the sort of half the rookie minimum contracts that you can sort of bring up and down. They can play 50 games, but they can't play in the playoffs. So 
Pretty cool. And we also had Skip Skip, Skip Bayless and uh, Rusty having a bit of a fracas over the weekend. Skip out there tweeting out, Lakers acquire a second-round pick, take Michigan State's Max Christie, who shot only 32% from three last season. Perfect. He'll fit right in with LeBron and Westbrook. Rusty Westbrook went, Yo, watch your mouth. Don't say anything here you wouldn't say to my face. <laughs> Rusty's a tough guy. And Skip is like, Hey, Russell Westbrook. Happy to talk face-to-face about the nickname I believe I originated in 2012. Join me on TV slash podcast. Let's talk about how you'll make 47 million near... 47 mil next year after being the, all caps, the worst three-point shooter in the NBA. Most overpaid player ever. Please join me. <laughs> That's great. Rusty, then radio silence. Uh, Skip versus Dame. I enjoyed that as well. Skip went after him saying, love Dame sending an SOS to KD, pretty much the way Steph recruited KD to save his legacy. KD sure took Dame off the hook in the gold medal game after Dame missed both free throws and KD said, let me get fouled this time. Swish, swish, ball game, USA, USA, USA. I love it. Skip just going fucking hammering tongs after everybody. <laughs> what a lunatic. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to uh, go through all, every team and their draft and just sort of go, yep, yeah, nah. It's going to be extended yeah, nah for the drafts. It's a lot of years because I like a lot of what the teams did. So we'll do that right after, let's say, this one. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's go. So we did draft winners and losers first blush on Friday's show. Um, that was fun. Enjoyed that. Now we've sort of got the uh, second round all rung out with all the trades, all the maneuvering and everything. So we'll just go team by team. Give me a yeah, nah, Atlanta. Got A.J. Griffin at 16 and Tyrese Martin at 51. Yeah, look, that's pretty good. I don't mind A.J. Griffin falling to them. That's a great pick for them, really. Also, make sure you have those sort of moments where you go, well, Bogdan Bogdanovich is pretty old. And we are kind of like sneaky old in the wings. Apart from DeAndre. Hannah. And now you're kind of like, well, are we going to just like promote a Kongwu and ship off Capella for just like whatever? And you're kind of like, well, that seems like a pretty good idea if you ask me. And maybe Bogdan gets thrown to that Spurs trade. Who knows? But DeJunte and Trey Young would be pretty fun. But either way, AJ Griffin is 16. Loved it. Tyrese Martin, that's fine at 51. Boston take uh, the next Carson Edwards, but bigger and actually athletic <laughs> at 53. Boston fans are my favorite because they're like, they're vociferous. So very vociferous. Same with Lakers fans, obviously. Philly fans too. Uh, but man, they'll just lose their shit over like fringe candidates who then you look at their roster during the finals. You're like, yo, none of your dudes can play. <laughs> That's great. So best of luck to JD Davison, but he is like fucking super quick, super athletic. So that's kind of neat for Boston. Is he better than Peyton Pritchard though? Uh, Brooklyn had no picks. Charlotte got Mark Williams. The other Mark Williams. Uh, number 15. And Bryce McGowan's at number 40. Yeah, nah. Yeah, love this haul. Uh, I mean, they ship out pick 13. Uh, future stuff. I kind of would have preferred if they just kept that and just sort of added another wing for themselves and then they could really go hardcore into shopping Gordon Hayward and Terry Rose and just like trying their hardest to dump them off. Uh, but Bryce McGowan's is a really good pickup at 40 as well. I had him much higher on my big board. <laughs> Jimmy, you don't have a board. Shut up. Uh, sh- but I enjoyed what Charlotte did. Like they got a big and they got a, another scoring wing. 
They do have a couple of other sort of scoring guards, obviously. That's what they're basically made up of. James Booknight, I still believe. Uh, but McGowan's, give him a shot. Why not? At pick 40, who gives a fuck? Chicago. Uh, look, the Dale and Terry pick at 18 was pretty good for the Chicago Bulls. But the thing is, I feel like they just needed to get a big or a bigger wing. Like, Dale and Terry is pretty handy, but you've already got Caruso, Lonzo, Levine, and co. As your sort of rotation guards, and it's like, all right, sort of leaves Dale and Terry on the outside looking in already, and he hasn't played. So I feel like you could probably, uh, you could have even gone Walker Kessler there, and you'd feel like, yeah, it makes sense. Chicago don't really have like <laughs> too much in the way of centers. Oof. Anyway, uh, so like ostensibly in a vacuum, I like Dale and Terry, but as this on a pick on your team, it's kind of a bit of a nah for me, but anyway. Cleveland, oh, jeez. Cleveland. I know those guys. Uh, Otag Baji, love him, at 14. Uh, Khalifa Diop at 39. Isaiah Mobley, keeping the Mobley brothers together at number 49. And, of course, the flying doormat himself, Luke Travers at 56. Erswell, Perth Wildcat. I wonder if he makes the team this year. Either way, I'd leave him in Perth, let him uh, hang out, develop a little bit more, then bring him over. Uh, but yeah, nah, yeah. Look, I love them just picking up another wing. Agbaji's like a fascinating dude. Bit of upside there. Shows you some flashes. Uh, but it's kind of exactly what Cleveland... Cleveland! ...kind of need. You got sweet baby carrots. Get a little, you know, another... Not a Chetty Osman <laughs> or a Lamar Stevens. You've got Agbaji. We'll see what happens. Kind of like it. Good job, Cleveland. Cleveland! Cleveland! Dallas, uh, they... Bought that second round, and they take Jaden Hardy at 37, one of the highly touted recruits for the G League Ignite. He goes at 37. It's one of those ones where you look at him and go, look, the hype was there for a reason going into the G League, and then he played against adults and good players. And it didn't go so great. So, look, there's talent there. So at 37, it doesn't matter. That's a steal. As I tweeted out on draft night, he's just going to spend the next year getting his ass kicked by Josh Green in uh, practice. So best of luck there, Jaden Hardy. So that was kind of like a year, nah, yeah. Like you got to steal ostensibly, but it's still got to work out, right? Denver get Christian Braun, Brown at 21. Love the Brown pick uh, now. Having watched a bit more of him, I'm like, oh, shit. Jokic is going to love playing with that dude. Peyton Watson at 30 and Ismail Kamagate at 46. Pretty good haul for Denver, who it felt like throughout the year just really lacked for just, like, playable dudes at times. Just They always seem to have the injury bug. I don't know, but either way, <clears throat> good job by Denver. Detroit, obviously, Jaden Ivey, number five, drops in their lap. Then they snag uh, Jalen Duran for taking on Kemba Walker's salary, and uh, that protected Milwaukee first in 2025 from the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's a great draft, isn't it? Ivy, Jalen Duran, you got to walk out of this draft fucking feeling great if you're a Detroit Pistons fan. Ivy and Cunningham in the backcourt. Duran is your project big man. You've got Beef Stew there already. You've got Kelly Olinike. Uh So he doesn't know to play right away, but it's just you're on the right path, which is good. Golden State, get Patrick Baldwin at 27. Love that. Oh, no, 28. Yeah, 28. Uh you know, talk about highly touted recruits. Goes to the wrong college. Place for his dad in Milwaukee. Not ideal, but good job, Warriors. And they get Ryan Rollins and Gui Santos, 44 and 55, respectively. Look, Golden State just seem, need some other warm bodies that they can sort of try to develop, right? Patrick Baldwin's probably the only one who's going to make the roster there. 
But uh, they roll the dice on talent. And are you going to doubt the Golden State Warriors and trying to get that dude to play up to his actual level? I certainly shan't. The Houston Rockets obviously took Jabari Smith. He fell all the way to three. They get him, Tari Eason at 17, Taito Washing at 29. A really fun draft for Houston. Like Eason's weird. Taito's a ripper. And Jabari, look, as long as KBJ and Jalen Green pass him the ball, it's going to be the one of those ones where Houston come out of this draft going, ha, huh. well, we didn't have the number one pick, but the number one pick fell to us, so that's all right. <laughs> we'll take that. Indy get Benny Matherin at number six, Andrew Nemhart at 31, Kendall Brown at 48. Benny Matherin is perfect for Indy as long as they didn't get like a, uh, <clears throat> you know, Malcolm Brogdon or uh, Halliburton clone. So fills in the gaps, kind of like that. He's going to give them some extra oomph, and he's going to be pretty fun to watch, I reckon, this year. Uh, the Clippers get Musa Diabate at 43. Sure, that's a bit of length. Cool. Lakers bought that pick. I don't, They're already on a rust crunch. So I don't know how that goes. Lakers got Max Christie at 35, a.k.a. the latest white guy Laker flyer. They love him. Miami, an auspicious draft slot at 27, an auspicious name in Nikola Jovic. Kind of love it. 27. Uh, he's going to get his head kicked in and punched in by Mark Eve Morris whenever he's not looking, though. So tough year ahead for Nikola unless he's got some big brothers. Millie Walker, it's our gong for the Goodland Marjon Beauchamp and Hugo Besson at 24 and 58. I love it. Absolutely love both these picks for Milwaukee because it feels like they're better than half the other dudes on that roster already. I'm <laughs> just saying. Whew. But Beauchamp, if he works out, and I mean, Milwaukee are a weird one because it feels like they've had some really good successes in uh, player development and then a couple of just like question marks. So, But Beauchamp, good on him. Excited to see how he goes. He and Giannis should be best mates, I reckon. Hugo Besson off the breakers. Good on him. Minnesota, they got Walker Kessler at 22. Wendell Moore Jr. at 26. Josh Minot at 45. And Matteo Spagnolo at 50. It's a bit of a haul, I think, for Minnesota. Kind of like each of those picks. So that's going to give that a bit of a year, nah, yeah. Uh, big man in Walker Kessler. A Duke guy in Wendell Moore Jr. who didn't... Really, uh, I don't know, like, Duke just felt like a weird fucking team all year, didn't they? With the Coach K farewell tour, Jack-off tour. <laughs> I'm going to jack off in every player's place of business all season. It's going to be so cool. Good on you. Good on you, Coach K. Uh, but I really like Minnesota's draft. Kind of just talk about filling gaps. Let Malik just... Flog Malik Beasley off to somebody else. Get rid of D'Lo. You're laughing. Memphis, though. Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, Kennedy Chandler, and Vince Williams. That's 19, 23, 38, and 47. I didn't like this. 19 for LaRavia felt a bit high. Same for Roddy. Chandler's pretty handy, but I don't know. Look, Memphis have got such a great track record of just going, we're drafting who we want, and we don't care where it is. It's going to work out. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to doubt him, but good on him. New Orleans, Dyson Daniels at eight. Love it. Aussie, EJ Liddell at 41, and Carlo Matovic from Serbia at 52. Massive winners. Dyson Daniels is such a great fit for the Pals. Everyone loves it. And EJ Liddell, pretty handy. Handy. The fact that he slipped to them at 41 is a massive win. So good job, Pals. New York, Trevor Keel at 42. Um, they're trading out of 11 to overpay Jalen Brunson. Best of luck to you, New York. OKC, Holmgren at number two. Osman Dang at 11, Jalen Williams at 12, and Jalen Williams at 34. Just a great haul for OKC, isn't it? As long as Holmgren... Look, it doesn't really matter about Usman Dang or Jalen Williams. As long as Holmgren works out and can play next to Giddy, 
And next to uh, Shea Reddy, Gilgis Alexander, you're laughing. Orlando, Paolo Banquero at one. Caleb Houston at 32. If that's the dude they wanted all along, great. But this has been the biggest thing. I this I didn't really hit on this on Friday's show because it sort of like played itself out by the end of uh, end of the live stream, and then like by the time we recorded the show, I don't think I hit on this in the show that day. It's like it very much felt like Orlando picked Paolo essentially to force Houston's hand into trading up to take their man Paolo. And it feels very much like Houston just went, to be honest, fuck you. <laughs> we're happy with Jabari. I don't give a shit, Orlando. See ya. Like, we're not going to pay overs to go get Paolo when we can just have Jabari sucked in, dickheads, and Orlando are, like, left holding the baby going, ah, oh, fuck. All right, so I guess we wanted Paolo all along, didn't we, everybody? Bit of a strange one. Philly, they trade out of 23, get DeAnthony Melton in rechange uh, in return. That's huge. Love DeAnthony Melton. Uh, Phoenix had no pick. Look, Philly, DeAnthony Melton can shoot, can handle the ball a little bit, can just basically, they've gone, how do we try to replicate a little bit of Seth Curry next to James Harden, next to Embiid, and away we go. So that's a good win. You'll take it. Uh, Phoenix had no picks. Portland takes Shaden Sharp at 7. Gabriel Procida at 36 and Jabari Walker at 57. Talk about projects. Jesus. Shaden Sharp at 7 could be a, just a huge home run hit if it works. At the same time, you've got a 31-year-old Dame sitting there. You've got Anthony Simons already. It feels like, you know, Cool. He might be able to help us in a year or two. He also might be a bust. Who knows? Because he didn't play this year. So best of luck, Shaden Sharp. Good luck, Portland. Just PDX Pete was like just messaging me during the draft, just going, oh, dude, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, nobody else does either. Portland, who knows? But they've got, you know, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. They've got Dame. They've got like a weird mix of like old and young still, and here we are. Sacramento, Keegan Murray, number four. I still don't get it. Just so dumb. Just trade back. He still would have been there. You done fucked up, Sacramento. You always do. San Antonio gets Jeremy Sohan at nine. Malachi Brandon at 30. And Blake Wesley. Uh, no, Malachi Brandon was 20, sorry. And uh, Wesley at 25. Uh, love it. Spurs had a great draft. Sohan is going to be such a good spur. Toronto, Christian Coloco at 33. Big for them. Love that spot. Uh, Coloco's good. And Utah, no picks. Washington, Johnny Davis at 10. Yannick Nusa at 54. Love Johnny Davis on the Wizards. So, kind of fun, kind of cool. Enjoyed that. Uh, we still, you know, don't know how Orlando ended up left, you know, holding Paolo without ever having him in for a workout, which is hilarious. And so very Orlando. He might still be the best player. It just very much feels to me that they sort of outmaneuvered themselves. Congratulations, you played yourself kind of vibes, you know? Anyway, um... Let's take a quick break. Come back with some free agency free agency stuff, real quick. After this, this is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. That's Hall of Famer Chris Anstey. Now, love that. Uh, right, free agency. So I've only really got the Pistons, the Spurs, the Magic, the Pacers, and the Knicks with a bit of uh, cap space. Detroit at 44 mil, Spurs at 32 mil, Magic at 27, Pacers at 25, Knicks at 16 at the moment. Knicks can obviously get to a little bit more with some uh, moves. Memphis can get to 21 as well if they lose uh, Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones. 
You got a feeling they'll lose Tyus Jones. They might try to keep slow mo Kyle Anderson, but we'll uh, we'll find that out pretty soon. Uh, so the biggest things to sort of keep an eye on storyline wise, we mentioned this the other day. Obviously, Kyrie. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen there? Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, former number one pick. Will Phoenix match his offer sheet? What's going to happen? He's a restricted free agent, same as Miles Bridges. So someone's going to have to try and pry them away from their existing teams, and their existing teams can then match them. Uh, and neither team wanted to pay them the max. So I love a good offer sheet because it's weird to me that teams don't use it as a bastard move way more often. I know I 100% would, but it's because I'm a bastard. Uh, not technically, but still, you get it. Uh, so Miles Bridges and Aiton, what's going to happen with their restricted free agency? Who's going to throw the bag at them? Pistons, Spurs, Magic, Pacers, Knicks. It would be hilarious if the Knicks just sort of came out of nowhere and went, you know what? We fucking love Miles Bridges. What do you reckon? Uh, Brad Beal's extension decision is a big one. Jalen Brunson deciding uh, whether or not he wants to stay in Dallas or go to the Knicks for whatever they offer him. Oh, geez, they hired his dad. Did you know that Leon Rose is a family friend and has been? Yes, we've all fucking heard it. Anyway, so with all this in mind, top six free agents is, you know, to sort of look at heading into Friday. James Harden, he's got the $47.4 million player option. He can opt in and sign an extension with the Sixers, which feels like it's going to be the uh, the vibe, right? But the vibe is going to be like he can sign an extension up to 223 mil over four years, right? Which would be pretty interesting. If he opts out and becomes a free agent, he could re-sign with the Sixers for 270 mil over five years. So, But he's going to be 33 before the start of the next year, next season. Um Feels like they'll land somewhere in the middle. Brad Beal, look, he's uh, what a $36.4 million option this year. He's going to opt out and re-sign with the Wiz for the uh, five-year $250 million, $248 million. What's $2 million bucks between uh, bros? And then who knows what happens with Beal after that. <laughs> Is it December 15 yet? I want to get traded. <clears throat> uh, DeAndre Ayton, $177 million over five years if the Suns max him out. A bit less for somebody else. Will the Suns match it? Who knows? Uh, Miles Bridges, same thing. Starting salary of 30 and a half mil if they max him out. Are they going to match? And Jalen Brunson. The Knicks uh, are like, yeah, cool. Four years, 100 mil. What do you reckon, Jalen? And Jalen's like, yes, please. Uh, the Mavs can pay him more than anybody, but the thing is, they are the only team that can offer him five years as well, Jalen Brunson. But it's fascinating to see how much money Cuban wants to tie up in Jalen Brunson. And then the last of my top six is Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. Uh, which I'll get to in a second in Yenaz, but look, he could sign a five-year max with 212 if he stays in Chicago. Just saying. That's a bit more than everybody else. The other names to keep an eye on for free agency, Colin the Sex Man Sexton. They're in Cleveland. Cleveland! You remember? Tori's MCL and uh, Sucky because, I don't know, it opened the door for Darius Rucker Judy Garland to go off. Go off, King. And Sex Man was kind of fun, though, in his role. They never quite figured it out to Cleveland, but I think Colin Sexton's pretty bloody good. So just an idea to keep his name, you know, just just think about him on the odd occasion. Nurk, Yusuf Nurkic, hello, Bulls and Beer up there in Portland. Uh, if he's healthy, he's not really moving the needle, but he is very serviceable. And it feels like Portland will just try to thread this needle of, like, young dudes and old dudes, so... Just to keep Dame happy. Lugens Dot, Lou Dort down there in OKC. I believe he's restricted. So uh, 
another team could force OKC's hand if they want to try to pry Dort away from OKC and see how much they want to pay for Dort. Do we need have any more Dort number plates? Report. Dort. Repeat. Dort number plates. You know? I love me a bit of Dort. But where are we at with Dort? So let's see how you go. Um, what else we got? TJ Warren? Bubble MJ? What do you reckon? After sitting out because he hates Indy, he's definitely gone. There's your uh, microwave scorer off the bench. Everybody needs one of those. Thing is, will he want to come off the bench? Will he not just kick up a fuss and be a sad man? Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, Memphis point guard. He's one of the best backups going. Uh, Memphis have also sort of sat there and gone, right, well, we have... You know, drafted Kennedy Chandler. I don't know. We've got Jar. What are we going to do? Should they bring him back? If I was them, I would. But the price might just get a bit tricky. Uh, the next tier down for me is Victor of the Depot, Bobby Portis, both of the Martins, uh, Ricky Tikitata, Rupi O, Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo, PJ Tucker, where it already seems fait accompli that he's uh, signing with Philly, which is just fucking hilarious to me because. Did they watch P.J. Tucker in the playoffs? I'm just showing. Uh, Slow-mo Kyle Anderson mentioned him. Chris Bobby Boucher. Bruce Brown. And, of course, our jingling Joe Ingles. And probably the sneakiest, sneakiest, sneakiest one. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Uh, it seems like he and San Antonio are going to part ways. just because San Antonio have almost got too many bodies. And uh, they won't force his hand and might just let him bounce. If someone just picks up Lonnie Walker the fourth on the down low, if it, you know, say a Detroit doesn't have to pay fucking through the nose for Lonnie Walker. They'd be laughing if they got him. He'd instantly be like their third best guard behind Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. So give me some Lonnie Walker. And then there's the uh, rest of the oof. This guy, Tia, Alfred Payton, DJ Augustine, Raul Neto, Nick Batum. Showed flashes, obviously, for uh, the Clippers, but he is old as shit. Montrez, uh, if he's not in jail in Kentucky. Trey Lyles, touring the Red Bull Prince. Trey Lyles, Trey, not Donovan Mitchell Lyles. Touring the Red Bull Prince. Gary Harris, Corey Joseph, Frank, the Tank Jackson, Delon Wright, Kevin Looney, Zoobs, Nicky Claxton. How about the other Mitch Robinson? I should have had him in a, uh, not in the oof tier. He should be in the third tier because if the other Mitch Robinson can stay on the floor, he changes the way that the Knicks play. But, jeez, they're going to pay to keep him. Bit of a tricky one. Mo Bumba, possibility. Rolo, Robin Lopez. Oof. Wes Matthews. Oof, don't know about that. I kind of like Rubio, though. Mello, LaMarcus Aldridge. Any of these, like, you know, getting you going. Dwayne Deadman. Gorg Dang. Blake Griffin. James Johnson. I think the uh, Nets fucked up by not bringing James Johnson back. But either way, some pretty interesting names. Uh, names that you would have heard. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third, obviously. It feels like Bag should just stick in Detroit for a little bit longer. Mo Bamba, he's restricted. If you're looking for a big dude who can do not much. <laughs> Oladipo, it feels like he should stay one more year in Miami and try to figure out what the fuck he can do now. But either way, kind of love it. Lots of good free agents there. Look, they're all the names. The top six, though, of Harden, Brad Beal, Aiton, Brunson, Miles Bridges, and Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. Like, they're your big ones. The rest of them, it doesn't feel like it's going to really tip the uh, balance of power, but they're kind of interesting names. So Colin Sexton, Nurkic, Dort, TJ Warren, Tyus Jones, Oladipo, Portis, the Martins, Rubio. Rubio would be really handy. And Lonnie Walker, probably my favorite. 
So there you go. All right, let's do some quick ENRs and then get the fuck out of here. Sound good? Good. All right, let's do that right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, all right, let's do some quick ENRs before we get the fuck out of here for today. Jimmy, I thought you were going to do a quick show. It's already an hour. Yeah, all right, settle down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Uh, go get your merch, get your merch. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Do it. Come on, we're going to do some renos on this fucking place, so uh, I've got to move all this shit anyway, so it would be really good if I didn't have to pack up so many T-shirts. So go buy a T-shirt, buy a hoodie, help a brother out. Come on, man. My fifth season of doing this, just go buy a t-shirt, man. <laughs> you can do that at the NBA Australia website, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just through the socials. That's pretty easy. Check it out on Facey, Twitter, IG, click through. Nice photos on there and everything. Boom, off you go. Go check it out. Right, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Buy a bloody t-shirt. Yeah, Naz. Number one, does the Brooklyn situation now calm the fuck down? Yeah, nah. Nah, it doesn't. Like, you know that until Kyrie is signed, and then even after July 1 rolls around and everyone's like, aha, we're figuring this out, Brooklyn can still just go, fuck it, we're trading him. And, as I said, if you're Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, and this is all being pushed by him, if you were like, bro, this year sucked shit, I hated it, I don't want to do that again, and then Kyrie's like, I'm back. You're like, right, fucking on your bike. Don't you just go, right, if I want folks to take us serious about how I'm just like, I'm sick of this shit, we're not going to be run roughshod over, let's trade this fuck with. Let's just trade him. This sage-burning dipshit over here, fuck him. And, oh, no, Kevin's upset. Oh, no, oh, no. Like, the fact that Aaron's just up in arms, like, oh, but you don't want to upset Kevin Durant, don't you? Mate, Kevin just got swept. Kevin's going to have been in the league 16 fucking years. And Kevin's under contract for four more seasons. Oh, no. What will we do? Won't somebody please think of the Kevin? Trade him. And trade Kyrie. Boom. Build yourself some fucking backbone while you're at it. Seriously, rebuild around. I don't even want to say that sentence. Build build around Simmons and... Whatever you get in return for KD and Kyrie, get way younger, get way more fun. And I kind of like that way more, right? Jesus. Just do it. Rebuild, and while you're at it, build yourself some backbone. Uh, does DeAndre Ayton get a max offer sheet? Yeah, nah. Ugh. I just. I just don't know. Like, yeah, nah. I'm going to say, yeah. I think somebody just comes off the top rope and goes, fuck it. Like, it feels like he'd be great with San Antonio. Like, yeah, oh, but they've got Jakob Pertle. Yeah, radical. They just drafted so hard. So hard. It's like, yeah, cool. They've got Lawndale. <laughs> Lawndale. Uh, but, yeah, I can't quite see San Antonio just going, fuck it, let's go get DeAndre Ayton and we'll, uh, we'll hammer him into shape. Detroit, obviously, having just gotten Jalen Duran, I don't know, but it feels like 
little bit of a project there with Jiren. Like, what are you going to do? Two years of Aiton with Cade Cunningham, with Ivy. Give that defense a bit of a backbone. I'm just saying, maybe that's not a bad idea for Detroit, but I don't know. Maybe nah. Maybe someone lowballs Aiton and Phoenix mat- matches, but I don't know. A bit crazy. Such a weird situation. Uh, would you offer a max offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton? I probably would. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Like that dude just like was the centerpiece of a team that was probably was the best all season this year, made the finals last year, and then got like COVID against Dallas. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd probably uh, lean with that. Oh, but he doesn't seem to love basketball. Yeah, well, make him love it. Uh, <laughs> Zachy Cakes Adam Levine. Staying. Yeah, nah, yeah. I think, look, there was a real possibility. I thought Zach Levine was gone. Um, and then everyone sort of looked around after the draft, realized there's like no cap space on like a half decent team, and then went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think Levine's like, oh, God. I guess I'm staying in Chicago and being successful. Boo. Um, the tricky part about that is like, I guess, as we, and I'm about to talk about this as well. Yeah, let's say that. Like, bigger thing for me than Levine is, like, does Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert, is this stuff that they would get traded? Yeah, nah. Look, I leaned, I was leaning towards, yeah. But I also feel like post-draft, it gets that little bit tougher to then go, let's make a Rudy Gobert trade because around the draft, it feels like you can make anything happen, right? The Utah Jazz don't really have any draft picks. Other teams do. <laughs> you can sort something out. And Levine was the same sort of vibe. It was like a sign-and-trade sort of set up to somebody else who could overpay, whatever. And Rudy feels like, I don't know, like that Chicago deal for Vooch, whoever else, and then like the pick 18, maybe that gets that done and a bit more perhaps. But, I mean, it's that's gone now. Like as soon – it's like draft picks are the same as a car. Like as soon as you drive them off the lot, they've like halved in value. <laughs> so it's a bit of a tricky one. Uh, last one, but I don't know, Rudy, I don't know, I just don't know if it's going to happen. But Danny Ainge, you never know what he's going to do. He could tell you that he's not going to trade you like he did Darren Baines and then stab him in the back like he did Darren Baines. <laughs> Here we are. Speaking of bangers, does he get back next season? Yeah, nah. Oh, fuck, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Let's go bangers. Let's do some digging see how he's doing. Uh, last one, Brad McEgan. Jimmy, yeah, nah. Is it crazy to think that the last two drafts have had former NBL, NBL 1 players that you could have seen play for a tenor at the Minor Dome in Ballarat or any number of freezing, shitty retro b-ball stadiums across Victoria? Yeah, nah. Yes, I love it. I absolutely love that we're getting... Uh... And to be honest, NBL 1 itself just fucking rules because you do see like that next level of talent uh, vying to make the NBL and obviously trying to develop and get better and better and better and better and obviously make the NBA in those cases, Dyson Daniels and Gids. I love it. I mean, you just got to pay attention sometimes. How good is basketball? Though? It's fucking good. All right. Um, that'll be it for today. Got to get the fuck out of here. So play it louder, Jimmy. There you go. Uh, so what we'll do, we'll come back, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Uh, to do the big free agency show. Probably Friday as it's all just going chaos because it'll go chaos over Friday morning our time uh, as free agency starts up. So I guess we'll just do a Friday show because free agency, we've sort of just laid it out for you. Like, that's kind of it. 
there's uh, if there's anything else that crazy that goes on between here and now, like I don't know if Kyrie goes, actually I'm opting out again, we might pop back on. Let's <laughs> we'll see how we go. But until now, I think we'll just go back on Friday. Yeah, sounds good. Good. Um, awesome. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, roll the socials, you know that. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz, subscribe, get set up for the next NFL season. Uh, World Wrestling Australia with Adam, that's over on YouTube. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch, help a brother out. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats, they rule. And big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. The tunes you heard throughout the show. I saw Ramshackle Army and two-thirds of Iowa on Saturday all at once. It was fun. Uh, give them a smash all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. Uh, no skit today. We're going to bounce. Uh, Got to get running, so. I'll see you all on Friday, eh? Does that sound good, bro? Yeah, all right. We'll catch you on Friday, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Oh, and guess what? We're going to the Boomers. On the on Friday, we're going to the Boomers. And probably Thursday. So keep an eye out for all the content coming from there because obviously we're playing China on Thursday, Japan Friday. It's going to be fucking chaos. Cannot wait. I'll see you there for some beeros. All right, look after yourselves, would you? Later, isn't. The worst of it.